welcome back welcome back uh episode three of crocs and cargos here uh, three three in the bag it's a beautiful three, thing three almost down uh actually two down and three just getting started and we're optimistic uh, folk yeah yeah you know i was gonna say we were back and better than ever but that might be uh you know that's already a catchphrase we're not mike <laughs> and mike here. i don't i don't think we can say that uh but the sentiment is there we are back and Hopefully we sound a little bit better, Scott. I mean, we we got some new equipment here. We did. We're, if you're if you're following us on Twitter at Crocs and Cargos, I I sent out a photo, did a little did a little Amazoning this last week. Sent out, got a new microphone, new headphones, and everything. Yeah, as did I. I noticed that you don't have the uh, the pop pad thing on the uh, on the mic though. I'm being really optimistic, and by saying that, I mean I'm not smart enough on how to attach it to my microphone. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Probably doesn't come with instructions, but who needs that anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, episode three, uh, third week in. So, uh, Scotty, anything, anything cool happened to you this week at uh, at school? I know Man, you I, had uh, you had student council stuff coming up. Yeah, so we're doing we're doing election week, and uh, I actually sent out a tweet. I don't I don't think I uh, sent it onto the Crocs and Cargos. Had a kid walk in today before my first hour. Um, and I looked at him and he's not in my first hour. So I was like, hey, what's uh, what's up? And he just he just stared back at me. And then I looked down at his shirt and he had had shirts made that said 1-800-VOTE-FOR and then his name like a hundred times on the front. So he and uh, a couple of his friends were wearing it at school today. It was pretty funny. Nice. Nice. Hey, you know, I think the best part of that is it doesn't really matter what his name is because vote for uh, is actually enough numbers for a 1-800 number. That's so, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, you dial right away, so it doesn't I, really matter. I like that you still have some belief that children of today use phones for calling. So, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm old school at heart. Uh, you know, there are there are people out there that do occasionally call people. I don't every once that. in a while, it's not true. Every once in a while, I call my true. mom only when they're it's, in math class yeah. and they want to get out. Right? That is true. It's it's amazing. Like I. <laughs> That we had to get an email from a parent for for a syllabus, you know, to say that they read the syllabus and I'm talking to a kid and say, hey, you got to get your parents to send that in. Six minutes later, I get an email from that parent saying, so and so told me I had to do this. And so I walked over to him. I said, what are you doing? First of all, <laughs> you're in class, so you shouldn't be doing that. Secondly, don't say you need to do this. Say, mom, would you please do this? Yeah, you know, it's a whole lot nicer. It gets you a lot further in life. Just, just be nicer. That's it, right? Especially with your parents. That's true. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're going to be there for you for forever. So you got like to, you got like to be joke. there for them too. I like to joke with parents when I meet them at curriculum night and such, and I say, "Hey, you know, the truth is, your kids really going to appreciate you when they turn like thirty-five. Until then, just remember." They'll love you at some point. <laughs> at some point, you'll get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how'd your, well, how'd your uh, week go? Uh, good week. Good week. Busy week, as always. Uh, you know, uh, we're starting a new, we got new textbooks, a new curriculum. So everything's brand new. So it's uh, it's crazy at school, but uh, we're, we're hanging in there. I mean, uh, just, to, just to shorten it out, big ideas, what'd you guys go with? Yeah, we, we actually, we did go to big ideas. Uh, uh -huh. we, we were with Holt before. Went to big mm -hmm. ideas, and so now everything's online. You know, we got the the online textbook. We got they actually do their homework online. It tells them whether they got it right or not. Uh, they try it a couple times. If they don't get it, they can actually access a live tutor through text, 
uh, it's it's actually a pretty cool program. We haven't even begun to to see all of it, but yeah, yeah, pretty cool. There's that's my nerd out uh, minute for the day for those that's educators right. out there. Uh, on the home front, uh, yesterday was uh, was watching the girls by myself. Wife was out and not not babysitting. Scott, not babysitting. That's true. I know you don't like that parenting. I was I was parenting last night, uh, and I was I was sitting with one of the girls. And the other girl was running through the house, and you could hear a big fall. She hit the floor hard. She started screaming, started crying. So I rush over, I pick her up. Well, the the other girl grabbed uh, Alexa's favorite blanket and Elmo and came running to her with it to uh, to make her feel better. So Priceless. you know it's. It's a wonderful thing when you get to get that sisterly love going on. <laughs> you know, that's that's a fantastic thing. Megan and I have talked a lot about um, how Jack as an older brother has really taken on that role of uh, being a protector and being somebody who helps. You know, we just we just went to the library earlier today and uh, she was standing out. I don't know, probably 30 yards from the curb of the parking lot. She took one step towards it and all of a sudden Jack started. Oh, no, 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 Charlotte. Can't go that way. Can't go that way. You know. Now, when he gets to the point where he's screaming, screaming about it, it's a little too much. But uh, you know, he he really does a nice job of that, especially hey, when he's upset about stuff. Yeah, better better screaming that than pushing her into the road, right? I mean, <laughs> you could go the yeah. other route there. Those, are those flashbacks from childhood? Is that what I? Yeah. Hey, you know, my brothers are so much older that they uh, the story that that I've been told about my brothers, they were nine and eleven years older than me. Uh, they were left to babysit me. I was still in diapers at the time, so I don't know how old they were, 13, 10, something. Uh, Mom comes home, and Jeff is sitting in the middle of the lawn in his diaper, just sitting in the middle of the lawn. (laughs) Uh, They didn't want to change the diaper, so they just put me outside and left me there. I think they were still outside, though. I think think they were watching me, but they didn't want to change that diaper. Well, uh, we want to move into our first segment for today. Uh, we we had our inaugural dad of the week last week, and I thought I would follow up sharing one of mine. Uh, this is a dad who I've never met in person. Uh, actually, somebody who I, I kind of met through the Twitterverse uh, out there in my professional learning community, if you would like uh, those terms. Nice. PLC. Yeah, I like P- it. PLC, PLN, whatever you want. Uh, and I'd like to give a shout out to his name's Justin Aon. He's a teacher and a father out in Pennsylvania area. He's a guy who I ran across first as a, a math teacher and as far as somebody who just really had creative ideas. Uh, he, in fact, on his Twitter, uh, every day for his kids, he would on a whiteboard uh, do these drawings, these uh, caricatures of math. And it would say, math is, you know, if math was a food, what would it be? If math was a monster, what would its name be? You know, if math was a superhero, what would its superpower be? And so he got a, a pretty big following with that. Um, but one of the things that I really wanted to, to, to highlight of him is that he has done such an amazing job talking about being a dad in uh, you know the 21st century that we live in in 2017 and what it's like raising a girl, especially in today's society. Um, he's an amazing guy as far as how he pushes for, for not just women's equality, but really girls' equalities throughout school. Uh, has a lot of conversations out there about dress codes and some of the norms that we put together, which really are based off of us as guys, you know, and how they don't really cater towards all people. Um, you know, and he, he does it in such a way that every time I, I hear his, uh, or see, I should say, having not met them in person, you know, his kids or his students talk about him, you know, it's just from such a place of respect. Um, so his name's Justin Neon. Uh, he's a teacher out in Pennsylvania, and uh, if you don't follow him on Twitter, it's exactly as a, as it sounds, A-I-O-N. Um, he's, a, he's a wonderful guy out there, and please do give him a follow. 
Yeah, that's that's awesome. You know, and it shouldn't be this way, but I know a lot of dads, as soon as they have girls, kind of start thinking differently uh, about the world, and and that's unfortunate that it that it takes that sometimes. Um, but absolutely, that's something that that we should all fight for is that equality piece, and and especially you and I being teachers and seeing it, and and Justin being a teacher and seeing it, uh, we kind of see it from a different lens than we saw it growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really, it really brings to light some issues that I don't really want to get into right now. Um, <laughs> cause it's a little deep and, and dark there, but, uh, you know, it, good for him to be able to do all that stuff and, and be, be a dad, you know, be a dad and, and be able to influence people outside of, of just him and his school. I think that's awesome. That's a, it's a great choice for dad of the week there. Yeah, I've uh, I've been really lucky to follow and, and chat with them along the way, both of our math topics and also uh, things beyond. And I'll tell you, it's uh, it, it really is one of those things that I love about the internet being out there and just hearing ideas from other people and being able to share them. So, yeah, that's great stuff. Great stuff. We still need uh, our our jingle, our Dad of the Week jingle. <laughs> uh, so if anybody's out there, got it. We've got a couple couple thoughts brewing. Uh, we got some stuff in the works. But if you've got anything, let us know for sure. Sponsorship uh, is definitely still open. So yeah. sponsorship is uh, is limited. Uh, you know, we got a lot of offers on the table. But if you want to sponsor, I'm sure that we can jump you up to the top, whoever you are. Uh, <laughs> you know, just just bring it on, and and we'll we'll take the sponsorship for sure. So what do we have as our uh, main topic today? This. Uh... Yeah, so I, I was thinking about this as as I was at the the Michigan game on on Saturday. Uh, go blue, first of all, good win. Uh, but I look around and and there are a lot of little kids there. Uh, now at Michigan Stadium, you're not allowed to take kids in for free. You know, I know other other places uh, at the Whitecaps, the West Michigan Whitecaps, if they're two or younger, you can take them in for free. And mm-hmm. and other places are like that. Michigan Stadium. It's, it's not free. If you have a baby on that you're wearing, that's another ticket. And that's, what, $100 for that baby to go cry through a game? Oh. So, so my, you know, my brain starts moving. I start thinking about everything sports and kids. Uh, you know, everything from, from little kid to, to big kid, everything in between. And I know that's a ton of stuff. I mean, there's so much in this topic. So we're going to start kind of at the beginning. Um, and, and I know you got a, a boy, Jack, that's a little bit older than my girls. I think he's what, four now, Mm -hmm. four. And I know you took him to Tigers games when he was young. So when, when did that start? Like what, what said, Hey, he's old enough. Let's go, let's go do this. Yeah, both uh, both Jack and Charlotte were fortunate enough to attend Tigers games the the first year that they were born. In fact, Jack uh, attended his first one just about three weeks after he was born. Uh, so he was wow. a three-week-old when he went in there. Yeah, and uh, Miggy Cabrera, of course, uh, hit a home run for him. So um, Just for him. That's impressive. Just, just for him. You know, hey, he's got a ball to remember it by. So. Nice. Um, you know, that was that was one of the things that I really enjoyed that the Tigers, as you said, and other teams do, uh, they give you that opportunity to really kind of ignite that fire along with your kids. You know, this this was the first year that Jack and I did not attend a bunch of games together um, because, he, you know, you reach that magical age where you need another ticket with him there. And right. 
you know, it just doesn't become as, as feasible or, or as fun, you know, when you're forking over 60 bucks and, you know, on top of other stuff that goes with there. But, um, it was, it was exciting though, to hear him still talk about, you know, he would hear the tigers on the radio around the house and he would say like, Oh yeah, you know, I, and he'd talk about going downtown and seeing the skyscrapers and everything that goes with it. Um, and I imagine it, with Charlotte as well, if she'd been, you know, she still is in that range, you know, if we were to go down there that she'd be able to build those memories too. That was something that, you know, just being with my parents from being out of town when we lived in Detroit growing up, uh, they weren't really Tigers fans or Detroit fans in general. So we didn't go to a lot of that stuff, but, but I can really appreciate, you know, all the times that you and, and some of our other friends have talked about going with their parents as they were growing up and kind of building that connection along with the sport. Um, I wish, I guess, uh, you know, college football would, would do differently. Cause I've heard the exact same thing from Spartan stadium as well. Uh, so I assume it's, it's pretty common amongst the, the big, uh, universities, you know, I wish they would, because that really does seem like one of those memories that I think Jack will have forever. Um, you know, they, they all have their reasons, uh, safety probably being number one, because I know at Michigan stadium, at least it's quite crammed in there. It's not like, yeah, I, I think that's so. a big part of it too, is there's, it's not actual seats, right? It's benches. So if you are trying to squeeze your kid in and four other people are trying to squeeze their kid in, you know, then it, it becomes pretty crowded. And I get that. I get that. So are you, uh, have you got an opportunity to take the girls out to white caps and things like that? Yeah. You know, we, we started last summer, so they were probably, uh, six months, six months old when we went to our first white caps game. And it was, Joel Zamaya night and Scotty, you know, I love me some Joel Zamaya. Hey buddy. Uh, zoom, zoom. I know it. I know it. I had the Jersey on still from back in the day, back in 06. <laughs> uh, couldn't really tell. Cause I was, I was wearing a baby, but uh, you know, when what there's two, when that? there's two of us and there's two of them, we're both wearing. So, but uh, we stood in line, got a, got an autograph from Joel Zamaya. So we've got, uh, we've got that ball tucked away so that, you know, we can tell the girls this was your first, first real professional baseball game. Uh, we got a picture with Zamaya. We walked up to him. He looks at us. You know, everybody else, he just signs the baseball and and says, "Here you go," or "Hey," or whatever. So we walk up, give him the baseball. He looks at us, looks at both the girls. He goes, "Twins?" And we're like, "Yeah." He goes, "All right." <laughs> like, all right. I don't know what you mean by that, but cool. We'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, so yeah, we we've been to some Whitecaps games and. We've actually, this summer, uh, we went to two different professional baseball games with them. We went to uh, Tigers at the Indians. So we went down to Jacobs Field or Progressive Field, as it's called now. And then uh, actually out in Philadelphia, we went to Citizens Bank Park. So the girls haven't been to Comerica yet, but they've been to two away parks. So uh, <laughs> they're they're pretty well-rounded, pretty fortunate to be not even two and have those have those experiences. Yeah, I um, you know, on that idea of when do you start or too young to attend, I, I will say that there are some experiences out there that I I do admit when I when I hear parents take their kids or you know do things with them, and you know the big the big elephant in the room, I suppose for for me would be Disney. You know, like Disney at eighteen months or two years and stuff like that is one of those places where I think to myself, what are they really going to get out of it? Right. Um, Why? But, but but at the same time you know, I, I really valued and cherished taking them to those Tigers games. So, you know, there's, there's certainly something to be said that those memories are forming, even if they're not concrete memories, you know, you're able to talk about pictures and, and uh, tell stories and things like that. Um, 
so we both work in high schools. You know, this is kind of one of the other things I would think about. And uh, one of the most common sporting events that I know Jack goes to in Charlotte as well now um, are high school sporting events. You know, things that are happening in my building. Uh, I do happen to coach wrestling in the winter season. Uh, so Jack has spent a lot of time in or around the wrestling room. You know, he just got a chance. We did our first uh, open mat of the, the year up there. So he came up and rolled around with the guys a little bit. Uh, shout out you to take, my, you my take my, down a one hundred three pounder yet? <laughs> Not quite, but uh, no, you know okay. my my fellow coach uh, George Bowersox uh, is just a great guy. You know he just had a girl of his own, uh, first time dad there, and he he just gets along so well with Jack, and Jack has such a fun time being in the room that uh, you know I I really enjoy having him in that kind of high school setting as well. Um, so he's watched volleyball games. I know at our high school, he's hung around for soccer games, hasn't really done a lot of the, the football games, just that they start so late, you know, those, those seven o'clock start times for, for high school football is, you know, we're at bedtime pretty much when it's starting. So, um, but he's, he's seen a freshman game at four, you know, things like that. Um, and, and that's been exciting to kind of do, uh, did you get a chance? I know when you were coaching, uh, where the girls come out to your games a lot. Yeah, you know, I, I was coaching varsity baseball when the girls were born. So uh, they would come out quite a bit, obviously. Nicole would have to bring them, and it would have to work with her work schedule and, and all of that. But, yeah, it was it was pretty nice for her to just bring them in the stroller. And, of course, the moms are going crazy. You know, the moms <laughs> just want to pick them up and play with them. Uh, so they were around uh, quite a bit. Uh, and then last spring I, I wasn't coaching anymore for – for the high school. So I took them to a game in town here and it was fun. I mean, they're, they're running around that anywhere where you can get them to run, you know, just to, to get going, especially outside. So soccer game or a baseball game, something like that is awesome. We went to a volleyball game last night. We tried that. That did not work as well. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, I would, I would share my dad tip out there. Stands are more fun than you give them credit for. Kids do love to run up and down stairs and go down alleys. So they do, they do. My girls are a little young to be going up and down stairs without me freaking out every time they stumble. <laughs> uh, so we were there. We watched the end of the JV game. Uh, you know, we're we're cheering on some former students of mine, and then there was like twenty minutes between that and the varsity game. So we're we're hanging out, and my wife's there, but she's got to leave soon, and I was going to try to stick it out with both of them give it the old college try. And so girls are warming up on the court and, uh, and we got the twins and they walk down the stairs and then they just full out sprint towards the court. <laughs> full out like, Hey, this is my ball. I'm going to get it. And so I go and I grab one, I turn around the other one sprinting to the other half of the court. So now <laughs> I'm carrying one, I'm running down, I'm grabbing the other. All the parents are laughing at me. I was like, "Yeah, you don't know what it's like. <laughs> give me, give me your your fifteen month uh, different kids now, and, yeah. and see how it's different." <laughs> uh, alluding back to that first rant of the uh, initial podcast, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, aside from in person, you know, I I was always a big sports guy. Our family was a huge sports family. Whatever was on TV at night, we were watching Red Wings, Pistons. Lions, you know, Tigers, absolutely. It didn't matter. If it was sports, it was on. My mom's on board. I got two brothers, my dad, everybody's watching the games. Uh, it's, I find it a lot harder to watch games now. Uh, you know, I, I put the Tigers on and then the attention span of a, of a 19 month old just isn't there, you know? So I, I try to watch it. 
I try to pause it, try to come back. It just, it doesn't work. Uh, you so know, I was, hopefully, yeah, go for it. I was talking this week, uh, my brother-in-law, Rich, uh, they got a, a first grader now out there in Virginia. And he said that he so frequently would end up completely missing games, you know, wake up the next morning. There's a infomercial on the TV that he fell asleep at, things like that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then he'd be like scrambling to find the score of the bears game or whatever it was. Um, but he said, he did say my, my, my Jack is definitely not there, but there was some corner that, uh, his daughter, oldest daughter, Carly kind of turned this last year where she's able to sit and kind of wait through, um, a game a little bit more patiently with him. So that's one of those things that he's really excited about because uh, he's a big sports guy, especially baseball. And, you know, you and I both know baseball games are one of those where it could be a hour 30 or it could be 3.30, you know. And, and you got to know what's going on or else it, it can just be boring, let's face yeah. it. Uh, not for us because we know what's going on, but for for a little kid, I can definitely imagine that that could be boring, especially if they're not playing t-ball or anything yet. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I, I, I never really was a big watch TV sports kind of guy, but, uh, I will tell you, I listen to it a lot on the radio and, uh, that's been kind of one of those things that Jack has really been interested in along the way. But if you think about it, you know, radio's always got the intermission breaks, the radio jingles, you know, kind of things like that. And truth be told, he's probably paying a little bit more attention to things like that than necessarily the, you know, Jim and Jim and Dan talking on the radio, but, uh, no, come on, Jim and Dan, nice area. I mean, <laughs> Swing and a miss. You got him on strikes. You can't beat that stuff. You I know, did. current I, I day, did. present day announcers. I mean, you gotta, you gotta go with Jim and Dan. I really, I really am excited someday for Charlotte's words to be yellow hammer, you know? So yellow hammer, got the yellow <laughs> hammer, the double yellow hammer. I heard that one a couple times this summer. He threw out the double. Now you are, uh, you alluded to this already talking about being a big Michigan fan. I've always yes, wondered this because I, my allegiance when it comes to college sports is let's just call it weak at best. You know, Albion, although a wonderful institution I love, is not exactly who you're going to root for on those Saturdays because unless frankly, Steve Wassel's playing still. Yeah. yeah. We well, he's cheer. coaching. He's coaching, but uh, not playing there. But, uh, you know, is it one of those things where you're like desperate to make sure there are Michigan fans growing up or are you just as it comes? Well, it's, it's not going to be as it comes. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be Michigan as it comes. I mean, let's let's be honest. They are surrounded by enough Michigan stuff and enough Michigan people uh, that that it's going to be Michigan. But you know, yeah, I, I would be disappointed. I'm not going to lie; I'd be disappointed if they weren't Michigan fans. Uh, I don't really see how that would happen unless they did it to spite me, uh, which who knows could happen. Uh, the only other way would be if they go to school there. I could see that, but I don't plan on them going to school in Michigan State. <laughs> now I'm I'm curious because our good our good friend Joe, his dad was a big Michigan fan too, and then out of his children, really, he ended up raising a huge Notre Dame fan. Um, you know, a guy who kind of split the middle, followed some Michigan State stuff along there, and then his youngest son's out in Northwood right now. Doesn't really trend towards the Michigan, so I do I do wonder if that just sometimes naturally happens too. You know, it might. It might. I don't know. It, and Notre Dame's a good school, and and I got nothing against them. If, if they get into Notre Dame, now. I just want you. To know. What's that? Said we have that on audio now. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a lot of stuff on audio. Doesn't mean that it's all 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 good. Uh, but yeah, I I think they will stick with Michigan just because we buy Michigan stuff. You know, we we kind of we cheer for Michigan. We do this. We do that. We're both in the band. I mean, we're we're big time. So. Uh, my father-in-law, on the other hand, is is Michigan State. 
he was an alum, grew up in Lansing. His dad was a professor there, so he's all state. Uh, and he's been trying to subliminally, subliminally <laughs> uh, get them to think about state. Like if they're playing with blocks, he'll give them a green and white one. Uh, we were at dinner the other night and, and they were drawing with crayons and he just pulled over the, the placemat and wrote state on it and then slid it back. (laughs) Like, come on, man. (laughs) You guys will be getting the house divided dresses from now on. So (laughs) that will not happen. That will not, not be worn. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's cool. We're trying to get them to say go blue. It's not really working, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, just be aware. I've had more success with OHIO than go blue when uh, dealing with toddlers growing up. So just be careful. It depends on which toddlers you're talking to, I guess. That's a, that's an easy one to slip into the vocabulary. So, hey, but there are a lot of adults out there that can't spell OHIO. I know that I've, I've seen that in the first person. So hey, you leave cats and Moyer out of this. Okay. <laughs> hey, Herbie's out there too. He's a good guy. He went to Ohio state Herb street. Now, now Jack is kind of reaching this age, but he's, he hasn't formally done anything. Have you guys talked about, you know, getting the girls into some sort of activity sports so far, something more formal than just playing around in the yard? Yeah. You know, we want to, but there's not a lot out there, you know, for this young, there's not much they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some dance classes sort of like mommy and me kind of whatever. Uh, I imagine we'll get into some gymnastics uh, at a young age just to get them doing something, right? To get them in a gym and, and listening to directions and mm-hmm. kind of that. Uh, neither my wife nor I really like soccer. I mean, we're, we're pretty anti-soccer. Uh, and it's always been our kids aren't playing soccer. But I keep telling her that's kind of the first team sport that you play. Yeah. When I stopped playing soccer, because let's say I wasn't very good at it, uh, they put me in net. So I was I was the goalie, but it was really cold out. So I put my hands in my pocket of my jacket that I had to wear because, you know, That's it was a cold out and mom made me wear a jacket. Uh, so I got my hands in my pocket and I just watched the ball go into the net. I just watched it. I didn't even dive after it or anything. Just watched it go right in. Yeah, that was the end of my soccer career because that's when everybody knew that I wasn't cut out for it. <laughs> I uh, I can only imagine the coach's just face as he watched you watch that ball go in. So. Yeah, but then again, I was like seven. So what are you going to do? <laughs> Scream at a seven-year-old who doesn't like soccer anyway? I mean, come on. Yes. No. Yeah, I know <laughs> there are some some dads out there that would do that. But uh, luckily, that wasn't that wasn't uh, my coach at the time. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things, and I'll tell you, this kind of leads into our next segment along with it. Um, I, I got a rant coming up in a moment, but what you, what you mentioned there about gymnastics and um, dance and things like that, that that's out there at the young age, it is very interesting to watch parents um, kind of pick those first activities. I feel like swimming is actually one of them that I see kids enter into possibly even before soccer. Um, you know, when you talked about the mommy and me classes and, and, you know, daddy and me classes that go out there. Um, I say, I have a lot of, of peers who have their kids into swimming at a young age. Um, there's a couple who still traditionally do, you know, soccer, baseball, basketball, things like that. Um, but really the hand-eye coordination, like you said, for the other two takes a while to pick up. Soccer seems to be one, you know, seemingly everybody can, can kind of pick up at a younger age. So, right. Right. Hey, so Scott here, here's the next question for you. Uh, you were a football player. You played yes. football growing up. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jack playing football when he grows up? 
Well, you know, I, one of the things that I have learned to appreciate the most of, of my childhood growing up was that my dad was not uh, really a sports guy. He he'd, uh, had a hip injury when he was uh, uh, a small child. Really, you know, he did marching band when he was in high school, but he really didn't play a lot of sports. You know, now he, he hung around with boys and, you know, palled around and did all the things in the neighborhood and stuff like that. But I really had no kind of conceived notion of these are sports I should play, shouldn't play, et cetera. Um, my brother and sister are older than me, obviously. Um, neither of them played football, really. Um, obviously, my sister being a girl, but my brother didn't either. Uh, they were both swimmers. They were both, um, well, my brother was cross-country runner. Uh, my sister played soccer at the high school level, uh, volleyball as well. And I did almost none of those things when I got into high school. Um, I was really excited kind of thinking back on it now that um, I'm hoping to give Jack the same experience. I'm not going to push anything, but at the same time, I'm not going to hold anything back. You know, there were very few sports that I look back and didn't really interact with at a young age, one of which was gymnastics. That's something that I think I would be interested in Jack giving a shot at. Um, the other, which would be probably hockey. You know, I really didn't play hockey until we were probably, you know, middle school age or something palling around on the ice. So hockey's pretty expensive too. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot that's a lot of money. It's amazing how many how many times you hear that from hockey parents. It's true. Um yeah. so when it comes to actually playing football as that, I thought to myself, I coached it as well at the middle school, you know, the entry level age. I'm not worried about damage. I'm not worried about concussions. I'm not really worried about any of that stuff until you talk about getting up into, into high school, at least. Um, most of it's kind of the hug and fall as opposed to that. Uh, but in the end, I just want to make sure it's something he likes. You know, I right. watch my, my nephews. I got two older nephews there and, and Rowan, the oldest, he's not a big contact sport guy. You know, he loves to run. He loves to swim. He loves to bike. He loves to play, you know, sports. But at the same time, he doesn't like the physical contact side. And that's totally cool. You know, right. there's nothing wrong with that. So um, I'm I'm very open minded. And I and I hope that that leads to hopefully Jack being open minded and Charlotte as well. Whatever they want to do, you know, then if they've got the physical ability to do it, let's go for it. Um, Absolutely. The only thing I would say is, uh, you know, I want my girls to do something where they can get a scholarship. Uh, yeah. You know, and I'm thinking women's lacrosse or something uh, like that, where they, they need that. You know, they still need players. Of course, who knows 17 years from now what it's going to, what the landscape's going to look like. But Rich, no, Rich, would, Rich would always share with you left-handed golfers. Every left-handed golfer in really? the world needs a left-handed golfer. So, yeah. Really? All right. I We might have a lefty, so we might we might have to look into that. You make one. That's all. <laughs> <Make one. laughs> Tie the right hand behind the back, right? That's just kind of force it. Yeah. So, so yeah, like I said, there's, there's so much stuff we could go into with the sports and I'm, I'm sure we could go into more in depth later on in another episode, but uh, I think that's good for now. I mean, that's, that's a good look at kind of the intro into sports as a, as a young kid before all of those teams start you know, what, what can they do? How can they get involved or, or recognize the sports and, and kind of start that love of love of the game really. All right. So Scott, it is, it's rant of the week time here. Are, are you ready to rant again? I, I am, you know, uh, and it's funny that we talked about sports and different gendered things that go along with it because my rant of the week circles around centers around 
boys and girls and the way that people treat them differently for absolutely no reason. Um, this is uh, this has been launched off by my probably my biggest irritation and pet peeve when it comes to boys and girls things at young age, which is you're in the drive through line at McDonald's. You're getting a Happy Meal because you're on the road. You order the Happy Meal. They say, you know, do you want a hamburger? Do you want, you know, whatever, chicken nuggets, et cetera. And then the question comes, do you want the boy toy or the girl toy? And every single time I say back to them, whichever one you want. I can't think of something that irritates me more than thinking that at four years old, or even when it started probably back at two years old, that Jack and Charlotte need to all of a sudden go, this is a toy that I play with because I'm a boy, or this is the toy that I play with with a girl. Uh, I'm sure you'll come across this with, with your girls there and talking about, oh, those aren't, those aren't girl toys, you know, and things like that. But it, it just it just boggles my mind that we still have kids, we still have parents, I should say, in today's age that continue to kind of push along this idea. Now, I'm not a person who's crazy, all right? I'm not going to go out and buy Jack the the pink and the purple and the pastel Legos, to, you know, just to reinforce this. We have those. Me, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, it is. Um, you know, he he has two bikes. Um, he he's uh he's pedaling now. He's a big guy, you know, he likes to be out on his on his bicycles. Uh his smaller bike is kind of racer colors, you know, gray, big blue, and red and stuff like that. And then his bigger bike that he's transitioning into, it's a Barbie princess bike. You nice. know, it's got it's got flower petals. It's just it's what it is. We got it for him. Um, you know, it's got a handbrake, which is really the selling point for me because I wanted to get him back on that. Um, and it's just one of those things where I look at it and I think to myself, why? Do people care this much? You know, why Why is it something they even think about when this goes in there? If my kid wants to play with his baby doll in his stroller, he plays with his baby doll in his stroller. If Charlotte wants to be the monster and knock down the blocks in the middle of the living room, that's totally her thing to do. You know, so it's a... Uh, it's it's a frustration. I would definitely say that I've I've gone through for several years now, and I wish magic wand again for rant of the week. I wish I could just take it away. Yeah, I like it. I, you know, we get a lot of oh, so you got one of each? No, they're actually two girls. I think people just want one of each. I don't. That's weird, but uh, yeah, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, you and we've said this before. You and I are kind of the cut from the same cloth here. It doesn't really matter to me what they play with. You know, they, they want to throw a football. Great. They want to play with a doll in a, in a shopping cart. Sure. Um, you know, but I, I wonder where that started. Uh, because you look back at old timey photos and there are boys holding dolls and there are, you know, I mean, back in the day, it, it didn't matter, you know, and somewhere along the way, somebody said, Nope, dolls are for girls trucks are for boys and kind yeah. of set that standard and it's too bad you know it is yeah it's um you know i was just well as i said i was at the library earlier today and they have a, a couple play areas down in the kids and and even kind of the reverse sentiment is something that irks me where there was a lady sitting there and uh, a boy was doing the dishes and the girl was uh playing with the trains or something like that and she goes yeah that's how it should be you know and i was thinking <laughs> to myself i'm like but you're you're still doing it wrong when you do it that way too right you know? right it's whatever it's, it is. You know, whatever kids. it is, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. All so, right, Scotty, next segment. We got uh, we got some rapid fire, and I hear you are putting me on the hot seat today. I'm, I'm putting you back on the hot seat. You know, one of the things I didn't share this week uh, that went on is, if you can't tell, I have a cold, which I got from my lovely darling daughter, Charlotte. Um, and I got that cold, I know for a fact, by eating off of her plate. 
uh, Ooh, during right. the level dinner. So uh, the rapid fire topic of the week is food. I like so, it. Are you ready for this, Jeffrey? Uh, wait. Yeah, I'm ready. You're ready. <laughs> and, uh, I right. had to get mentally ready. I'm ready now. Food. All right. Let's start this off here. First of all, would you consider yourself a cook or a food preparer? Uh, I could do both. I, I am a cook. I cook stuff. Absolutely. Okay. What's the most commonly demanded item on your menu? From the girls or from my wife? Let's go with both. Uh, the girls, they love uh, salsa chicken. That's more of a prepare. That's uh, throw some chicken and some salsa in a crock pot and let it sit. Uh-huh. Uh, but I would say there is a sesame crusted turkey that my wife uh, has taken a, a liking to recently so kind of sear it in the in the pan and then throw it in the oven all right sous chef jeff there uh do the kids have any allergies when it comes to foods no none we've been we've been very fortunate for that okay do the kids have any favorites when it comes to foods uh it comes and goes uh blueberries are great but the cleanup after blueberries is not great <laughs> uh, if you've ever cleaned a blueberry diaper that's the worst kind of diaper that i've seen uh, they love fruit. They, they will eat. We have to save fruit until the end of the meal or else they won't eat anything else. So that is, that's number one is blueberries, uh, raspberries, blackberries, melon, you name it, any kind of fruit. Love it. Uh, do the kids have any hates? I think I know one. <laughs> uh, they are not a fan of fish. Uh, we figured that out. We, we give them everything that we eat. So we, we try it. Uh, they haven't really liked pasta that much, uh, but most of the time we'll get them to eat a little bit of everything. That one, yeah, well, follow up. So when it comes to food, uh, do you make them eat what you eat or do you make something separate for them? Uh, if we're eating something common, you know, we're eating pork or chicken or something like that, then I, I'll cut up theirs as well, put it on there. Uh, but if we're having fish, so let's say, and I, I know they're not going to like it, then I'll cook up some chicken nuggets or something like that. Gotcha. So a little give and take. Yeah. Side note on that. Uh, got some buddies at school that have keyed me in on this. If you're getting takeout pizza, you get the good pizza for you. Like you go to Marco's and get the pizza for the adults and you go to little Caesars and get the pizza for the kids. Cause they don't know any different. <laughs> that's uh that's a dad hack there, I guess. What, it, what I'm really picturing these dads are doing is just eating twice as much pizza now because there's no way my children are eating full pizza. Anyway. Absolutely. And that's what it is. They bring the leftovers in the next day anyway. So, yeah. um, What's your specialty? You, you mentioned the, the salmon crusted one. Is there anything else? Uh, I don't know that I have a, a specialty. No, I, you know, I, I make a mean mac and cheese. I do. I've been working on that for 20 years now. So uh, I would say that's my most experienced dish. All right. Uh, what's your most awesome disaster you've had cooking? Well, Scott, and and I think you know this. You've been a part of some of them growing up. We uh, <laughs> we did a little Valentine's Day double date cook for the cook for the girlfriends when we were in high school. And amazingly, you're not supposed to put ceramic on the stove. It says uh, and, that. It does say that. <laughs> and who reads stuff, right? Who reads? So they put it on the bottom. We had uh, chicken and and rice. Was it? Uh, Arrows oil. Oil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had on there. The the chicken was shaped like hearts. I remember that was cool. Uh, but we we had to heat it up some more, so we put it on the stove, and we were watching probably roller derby or something. I don't know. 
and uh, we heard a big crack and <laughs> we couldn't really save it. It kind of spilled onto the stove. I think we scooped up what we could. Um, that was, that was pretty bad. Or, you know, putting a, a fork in the microwave or something like that when you don't know any better. <laughs> I, I, I do. Uh, I, I did not think of that when I was writing these questions. That's I fantastic. thought for sure that's where you're going with it. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, steering back towards the kids. Do you eat off your kids' plates during dinner? Absolutely. If they're not going to eat it, if there's a grilled cheese on their plate and they're not eating it, I'm eating it. All right. Are they, are they uh, you know, card-carrying members of the Clean Plate Club? And if not, do you help them out? Uh, only if it's something I want to eat. Uh, t- <laughs> tonight, they had uh, some green beans on there, leftover. I didn't touch those. Some salsa eggs, uh, eggs with salsa mixed in. I didn't touch those. Uh, but they had some fruit left over because they were super full. They had a lot of fruit. I, I did eat some of those. All right. And then the, the last section, this rapid fire, where's your line when it comes to eating your kids? So let's go with grilled cheese since you mentioned it already. Yes. Yes or no. Will you eat these things? Would you eat a section of sandwich grilled cheese that's untouched? Oh, absolutely. Would you eat a section of sandwich with bites out of it? Yes. Would you eat the grilled cheese that's been manhandled? Ooh, depends on how manhandled, like if they're tearing it apart, then no. If it's just smushed down, probably. Yeah. All right. How about the grilled cheese that may or may not have been in a mouth? Oh, no, no. If it's coming back out of the mouth, it's not going in my mouth. I mean, let's be honest. That's that's definitely where I got in my cold this week. So don't worry. Yeah, because you ate something that came out of Charlotte's mouth. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then looked at Charlotte and saw what her face looked like and went, oh, no, this is not going to be good. Yeah. What? Sorry. Sorry to interrupt the rapid fire. What was it that you felt, hey, that looks really good coming out of her mouth. I should eat that. I think it was pizza. And I'll tell you, it's not something I watched come out of her mouth. You know, it was just she'd she'd picked it up. She'd probably put it up to her mouth, you know, nibbled at the end of it, whatever it may be, slobbered. Who knows, you know, what a kid's (laughs) going to do, actually. Put it back down. And while I was cleaning up her plate, you know, I ate it. And I just, I I remember looking back at her and going, this is going to bite me in the... That's the moment. That's when I got sick. All right. right, Back to it. Uh, How about grilled, grilled cheese that's been knocked to the ground? No. Grilled cheese that is still there after nap time. Oh, gosh. Uh, no, no, that's going in the trash. So there's a time limit. Okay. There is a time limit. I Cheese, you got you to gotta throw away after a while. Grilled cheese that went into the refrigerator after the... Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I've definitely done that. Absolutely. That's still you'll, good. You'll eat it next day. I got you. Okay. Next day. <laughs> Wonderful job again, Jeffrey, on the hot seat. Thank you. Uh, things food you did a great job there thank you that was that was a grilled cheese rant or uh rapid fire there that was i like that grilled cheese rapid fire (laughs) all right uh wrapping up here almost done with episode three we just got one thing left and, and you all know what it is out there it is the dad joke of the week now scott came strong the first week i brought it with some pterodactyl pee last week uh you gotta listen to it if you if you don't know what i'm talking about uh scott's gonna wrap it up tonight Give us the uh, the old dad joke of the week. All right. So I was thinking about you earlier this week. We were we were writing some bios for the uh, website, and and it came across my mind that your your wife was an optometrist, and so I'm I'm going with the dad joke that's got a little bit of flavor for you. Nice. So the question and the joke is: How many optometrists does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. One or two. One or two. Nice. That's one funny. Or two. I do like that one. Joke of the week. 
That's funny. I mean, in my house, it's probably zero because I change them. But yeah, that's funny. One or two. I like it. I like it. Absolutely. Uh, well, Scotty, uh, another great episode. Episode three in the books. Uh, can't wait to see what we we come back strong with next week. Typically, this will uh, will drop every Wednesday. So be on the lookout for it. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Not that we have anything on there. I think we're on Facebook, too. We're on We're on all the things out there. If you can't find um, us on social media, it's your fault. It's true. Yeah, just search Crocs and Cargos. We're really the only one out there because nobody uh, else likes those things, apparently. So, uh, yeah, Crocs and Cargos, part of the Y'all Don't Say That network. Uh, Scott and I are actually going to hop offline here and jump on to another podcast uh, with some other of the Y'all Don't Say That uh, guys and girls and and have a roundtable discussion. So look for that one coming out too. Give it a listen, and uh, and hopefully we'll see you back here next week. You have a great week, Jeff. Yeah, you too, Scotty. See ya.